Welcome to the What Moves Us podcast. I'm Natalie Reyna, a dancer and mover with a master's degree in clinical psychology and founder of Reyna Movement, an organization that teaches people tools to slow the motion of their lives and reconnect to their bodies. Join me as I talk with ordinary people finding extraordinary healing by connecting to their bodies through different types of movement. My mission is to spread the message that tuning into our body is not only accessible, but key to our mental health and healing journeys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of What Moves Us. I'm so excited to bring you another story of an ordinary person finding extraordinary healing through movement. And today I'm super excited because it's one of my dear friends and working women, Maria Simone Rivadenera Espinosa. And uh, I'm super excited for you all to hear her episode. So Simone is a soccer player and a runner who began making moves in December 1992. She was born and raised in Long Beach, California, and is the eldest of her parents who immigrated from Ecuador. After an active childhood spent dancing, playing soccer, and running, she attended UCSB, where she had the joy of meeting me. (laughs) Uh, She wrote this. I didn't pay her to write that. And we've been friends and working women ever since. Simone currently works in language access, creating multilingual spaces where all voices can be respected and heard, regardless of the language that they're communicated in. The motivation behind Simone's most recent movement is training for the upcoming Long Beach Marathon, which is this weekend. Good luck, Simone! Simone is a passionate, determined, and lovely soul, and I can't wait for you to get to hear her story. So let's get into it. I'm super excited because today I have one of my dear friends, one of my working women in action, um, who's out in the community doing amazing things, uh, Maria Simone Rivadenera Espinosa, and I'm so excited to have her on. Yay! So Simone, welcome to What Moves Us. Thank you. It's good to be here. Big fan. Yes, you know, I love <laughs> you too. So we out here <laughs> doing our working woman thing. And um, so as uh, my my listeners have heard, and as you were listening to all my episodes, you know that I like to ask my guests if they have a way that they like to ground themselves before they start their movement practice. And so same for you. Do you have anything that you like to do before you start your movement practices? Yeah, so I was filling out your application to schedule the interview, and that's the first question, or not question, but just notice, and I was like, oh no, what should I say? I'm stuck already, and then I started listening to the episodes, and it was a lot of people who had very meaningful, spiritual, cleansing practices, so (laughs) what we're going to do is something that has been happening like throughout my life and I never really framed it in this way, but I think it applies. Okay. So if you would like, you can take a nice existential groan with me <gasps> before we begin. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to breathe in and then just groan. <laughs> I love so it. One, two, three, in. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow, an existential groan. I gotta say, that's a first. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and it's something that it just, it comes naturally. Sometimes you're in the shower, you just gotta let it out. Sometimes, a lot of the time before I run, I will actually do that too. Just when you have a 15 mile run, just a good, okay, here we go. Yes, yeah, and get that out. Have you, has that always like been in your life? Because even as I hear you making that sound, that is like a very Simone sound. (laughs) 
<laughs> that I like, I'm like, oh yeah, you do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about like, you know, it's 2 a.m. We're in the library. We're about to take our 10 minute stretch break at UC uh, or at um, yeah, UCSB Davidson. Shout out. Hey, second floor. Yes, go gauchos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, that's so fun. Yeah. So, you know, if that if that sounds like it'll feel good to you, you can take that with you into your next practice and to your next movement um, <laughs> session. Uh, yeah, that already felt really good for me just right here right now. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. Yeah, it is a little cleansing. Yeah, it is totally. It kind of gets that like stuck energy like moving. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's nice. Yay. Okay, thank you. And so to start, um, I would love for you to share a little bit about your background, kind of where you grew up, you know, just any kind of details to let us know, like, who is Simone? <laughs> All right. So I grew up in Long Beach, California, where I was born and raised. Uh, my parents immigrated from Ecuador mm -hmm. and um, they actually came separately, but they dated in Ecuador, broke up and then ended up finding their way back to each other in California. Wow. Yeah. So... I feel like fate plays a really big role in my life because of that. Um, and growing up, I spent a lot of time outdoors, playing, running around. I played soccer most of my childhood. And in high school is when I actually started running, running. Okay. Um, and then graduated from Long Beach Poly, went to UCSB. Met Natalie, hey. highlight of the fall. <laughs> yes, yes. Walking to whatever uh, class we had, anthro or something. I think I so. Think anthro. <laughs> and then um, after graduating, I started doing a lot of language justice work, um, first through um, campaigns and then just in the community. And I got uh, very involved with school districts, which is uh, the path that I follow to today. So I've worked all along the Central Coast from Santa Maria to Long Beach and uh, servicing different school districts for students with um, special education needs. And here we are. And here we are. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Well, I you're super inspiring. And then on top of that, you're running marathons. And I'm like, first of all, you run. I just remember in college. Yeah. After meeting you, we like went on a run one time. Do you remember that? And I was like dying and you were like chilling and I'm like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Um, so uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but it sounds like movement was kind of a part of your childhood. Mm -hmm. Can you like talk a little bit about that? It gave me a lot of structure for sure. Just going back to um, high school, having practices for club soccer, for school soccer, for cross country, many hours were dedicated to that. So it helped me, you know, build um, time management skills for sure, because you're juggling all of these different activities while still being a student who has to get up at 6am every morning. Right. Yeah. So it's like you're pushing your body, but then you're also learning those kind of, um, those other skills that are like really beneficial to you, like as a, as an adult, I guess, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoa. So cool. And so, um, is anybody in your family like into any other kind of movement or I know your mama came to a dance class with us. Which is super <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom actually put me in ballet when I was little. So I did it for five years and, 
I don't remember that much of it, but I think it was definitely a good foundation for movement further along the line, even with, you know, the professional athletes that will incorporate ballet into their agility and stuff like that. Totally. I think it's a really good stepping stone for any movement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've, did you feel like you noticed it in your own, you know, thinking about back to middle school and high school, Simone, like having that early base, do you think that that helped you in like your sports? Probably with like footwork for sure. Mm -hmm. Soccer has a lot of footwork, not so much running because those are different muscles. I had friends who continued to dance and also ran and their bodies were getting beat in all sorts of ways because it's different muscles that you're working with those activities. Right, right. Totally. Yeah, for sure. So you played soccer in middle school um, and you were running and in high school as well. Can you, is there like a time that you can think of where running or soccer or like having that outlet was like really important for you during those times in your life? I think just throughout life, it really provides for running, especially that ability to disconnect from everything. There are times where I would just go running without my phone, without music. Mm -hmm. When we lived in Santa Barbara, because the sounds of the beach were nice also to help with like the that centering, just relaxation. You're in um, just like that runner's high mode. Right, right. So there's like kind of a mindfulness for you that comes from having running. Wow. And how do you like, do you find that like right off the jump? Like as soon as you start running, you're like in it or like, does it take time to build? Like, what does that kind of look like for you? Definitely time to build that first uh, one or two miles. You're still in that energy of wherever you were in the day and uh, moving, a moving away from that. <laughs> yeah. But once, you know, once you hit mile four or five, whatever you were doing, you don't concentrate on as much anymore because you really have to start focusing on your breathing, on your water intake, making sure that you're listening to your body instead of trying to focus on everything else that's going on around you throughout the day. Mm, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So it's like, you have to take the time like in those moments to really tune in to like what your body needs. So when you're running, because I have never run, you know, more than maybe like four miles in middle school one time. Like what, <laughs> what is listening to your body? Like in that, like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? I guess. Well, for me, I've found out that I have a weird, like little hip situation, nothing serious, but you know, everyone's a little lopsided somewhere. And so when I'm running, I have to be conscious of the steps that I'm taking and making sure that my feet are properly aligned okay because if I start to tune out sorry because if I start to tune out then then I'll notice like oh my 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 hip kind of hurts oh yeah my foot is crooked inward right now I need to work on that oh okay so yeah so it's like really paying attention to like those those little minute details that like we don't really like notice throughout the day it kind of gives you time to like tune in. And that's really interesting too, because there's a lot of like research on trauma and like whatnot that like tuning into your body just kind of allows you to like release emotion and to like release mm -hmm. those, you know, the, the things that we carry um, in our bodies that we don't really notice or think about. Like maybe the crooked hip means something or maybe the turned in foot means something. And it's like by having to be, be by being mindful in that you're kind of 
helping your body like get used to it or change it or notice it. Release from old patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Releasing <laughs> from old patterns. Yes. I love it. <laughs> and so um, you recently, well, not recently, I guess, how long have you been training for marathons now? I think this is going to be my third. So not that long. I think that the first one I did was, yeah, I think it was 2021. Okay. So this is going to be my third. Okay. I'm three marathons in three years. That's like pretty (laughs) incredible. Um, how, how is training for a marathon different for you than like training for soccer or training for like cross country or track? There's so much more dedication that you have to put into it because I'll follow a plan uh, for a general time goal. And you really have to be disciplined because Sundays you have to run 10 to 22 miles just so you can make it on race day and you can do the 26.2. And then even throughout the week, you just... It's really helpful for me to be able to take care of myself more because if I'm going to have to run five to 10 miles during a regular weekday, I have to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. I have to make sure I'm eating right because I can't just have that leftover donut. (laughs) (laughs) But today's my rest day, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, disclaimer, it's rest day, so she can have a leftover donut. Um, Wow, yeah, that's you don't really like think about that. And that's like such a shift. I'm thinking about like our UCSB days. Like if we were going to run a marathon, if we, if you were going to run a marathon at UCSB, it would, I feel like the the experience would have looked a lot different for like college (laughs) just because like, there's no way you can maintain like, you know, going out every weekend and then trying to run 11 miles or 22 miles on a Sunday. No way. (laughs) And that's why life is all about balance. There's a time and place for everything. If I had tried to run a marathon, then the goal would have just been to cross the finish line. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I like this idea of dedication. And I'm wondering if like, since you've started well, I feel like you've always been very dedicated to like what you do and like what you care about. Um, so it makes sense that like you get into a sport that you do have to be really dedicated to. And I'm, I'm wondering if you notice a difference like in yourself, in your like regular day to day life, like, uh, I guess with dedication or does that question make sense? Um, yes, I think it's more so the other aspect, though, that like this kind of sport movement is more informed by who I am as a person already sure okay okay and is that something that you feel like you realized before you started run before you started training for marathons I don't think so I think this question is what made me realize that (laughs) okay yeah that's what we, we're out here just, you know, <laughs> trying to, trying to figure it out. Um, cool. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, to see you getting into that, it's like everything that you do, you are very dedicated and committed to like your people and your community and your causes. So it like, definitely, I see the through line there that it makes sense that you <laughs> get into a sport like this. So you're training for your next marathon, which is the Long Beach Marathon. Um, when when is that happening? When is that coming up? October 15th. Okay. 
Okay. So we're at the two month mark right now. So we're halfway through training. Wow. Because it's four month training plan. I see. Okay. Wow. Four months. That's so, that's so wild. <laughs> and are you like training this by yourself? Are you training with other people? Nobody ever wants to run with me. Ah, okay. Yeah. That, that must be a struggle. None of my friends are runners. <laughs> well, my, my partner will run with me, but he'll max out at like four miles. Got it. I just feel like, you know, have a nice, I'll see you when you're done. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that, uh, that's interesting. Like, because I think a lot of times when I have people on <clears throat> and we're talking about you know, being involved with their sport or their movement, whatever, a lot of times it does come with like community, like people end up finding community. And so I'm wondering, like, how, how is that aspect for you? Like with training for marathons or doing marathons? Like, do you feel like you have a community that you like connect with? Not like in a day-to-day -day sense, but you know, with social media being what it is now, I do have friends who are runners. Okay but we just never run together. I hear that. Okay. Yeah, there's um there's apps for that too. So um Strava is a runner's app, so it's a social thing where you add your friends, people can add you. And so you can support each other in that way. Right. But I also do like that running is something that you can do on your own. You don't necessarily need anyone else because as long as you've got a pair of shoes, decent weather too and <laughs> you know, an area that you can run around in, you're good to go. It's uh, as opposed to like other things where you might need more equipment, more space, mm -hmm. areas that are specific, like you don't need an ice rink or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. I, ice rinks in Long Beach, I would imagine are <laughs> hard to come by. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. And that's like something else that I like to talk about too, is like they're our sports and activities that are like really good for our mental health and for our well-being that like you don't need that much equipment for. And even if you just, you know, if you want to start training a marathon, just like one step at a time, you could just even start by walking outside or just being outside. Mm -hmm. And they have different levels too. You don't have to jump right into the marathon. You can do a little 5k. You walk that, that's like an hour of activity. Right. Right. Totally. Ah, so cool. And um, if you want to talk about community, I do also play soccer still. And right now I'm in a rec league. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's fun to see like, you know, it's not competitive anymore. It really is just for fun and for community building. And my partner also plays on the same team. Oh, that's fun. So that's like, yeah, that's like a nice thing that we get to share now. Oh, that's awesome. And how often are you playing soccer? Monday nights. It's basically a 10-week season and then you get a week off. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. And then how long are the like the practices or are games? Oh, there's no practice. <laughs> it's, it's not competitive. Not competitive. Okay. You just show up. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So it's um, the field is an hour. There is a referee. So it's like official. You have to pay like, fees because they pay the referees and they rent out the um, field. Okay. And it's it's very low intense stakes. Beautiful. Just I am the only woman on our team that has not given birth yet. Wow. Okay. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that's kind of cool. So you're you're like getting into like a different community and kind of maybe yeah. intergenerational a little bit with the babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think the oldest person on our team is probably like 46. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So 
they were already playing in this league when we were still in high school. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Wow. That's, that's really awesome. And yeah, I like the idea of that, like the, that having that like older person around that you get to like learn from or see or whatever connect with that, like you might not normally connect with in your community. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's super cool. Um, and then, cause you started playing soccer when you were younger mm-hmm. and how did you get into soccer? Well, that was just my papa. Like, you know, we're Latino, so. <laughs> yeah, so run it in the blood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's like another one of those basic sports where if you have an area to play in, you got a pair of, sh- you don't even need a pair of shoes. You just need the ball and like some, a, p- a rock to like mark the goals. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. 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 Cause I was going to say like, well, we've gone back to Ecuador and then we like play pickup with like the kids on the streets mm-hmm. who are just, you know, around somebody has a ball. We figure out the goals. Right. Okay. And that's like the, mo- it's like the biggest game in the world, right? It's like yeah. soccer, f- football. It's like, <laughs> that's the one when you're, did your mom ever play soccer? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Did not. So, okay. But she was active in other ways. She was actually um la reina del deporte. Oh. Which means like, oh, reina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um in her school in Quito, she was um voted like the most athletic basically. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. And so I'm wondering if like when they came over to the states, was that a way that they were able to connect to other people like did they keep playing sports when they got once they got here oh yeah my papa for sure oh he played in a rec league that was like on this old ass field that was mostly dirt right next door to my elementary school and I remember that we would go to his games like every weekend and it's also like a very good activity to have like once you have kids like you go as a family Mm -hmm. and then he was playing with like other it was I want to say it was like all like Spanish speaking men who were like around that age. Okay. And then I remembered that there'd always be like, you know, a paletero man. And do you remember those like Spice Girl lollipops? Oh, yes. Of course. They would always have those. Ah, so fun. <laughs> that's super fun. Yeah. No, that's super cool. And like, yeah, I'm wondering like, because coming from another country is so hard and like is challenging in so many ways and to have that outlet I wonder like I don't know if that's like a conscious thing or like obviously there's a love and a passion for like for sports and for movement mm-hmm. um okay. yeah okay so now today every week my papa still goes to the park there's this park that's less than a mile away from my house and just every Ecuadorian man in like the tri-county area congregates there and they play equavoli and they have like little tournaments. One time my dad brought home like $200 to take my mom out to dinner. How cute. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> wow. So he's very active and like that's something that he's been like always. Yeah. Very like connected in that. And that's like, that's nice. It's like a, a way to like get into like a community with people that like you're new in a new country in a new place that's like yeah that's awesome Ah. or just people from back home too because like my papa's been here for 30 years now right 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 totally yeah wow oh my gosh so cool um so okay so if you 
had like some advice for somebody who was like looking to get into some kind of movement, some kind of something, you know, to help them with their mental health. Do you have like any advice or any first steps that you would like share with someone? Yeah. It's okay not to be good at something. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. Like definitely more recently is where I've started to push myself out of my comfort zone, going to your classes, mm -hmm. like your heels class. That's definitely not something that would have usually been up my alley, but it seemed like it would be fun. And I had a great time. And you were so promo. beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot because you take that first step. That's you're going to improve from there. You can't get worse. Well, I mean, maybe you could get worse, but that's still part of the journey. It's not linear. Right, right. What's that quote? It's like the first step to being good at something is being bad at something or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And so then even like now, um, on Sunday, I ran 15 miles and it was my slowest half marathon ever. Okay. Okay. And it was, it was like a casual run to the beach, but I was struggling. Oh my gosh. A casual, a casual 15 mile run to the beach. <laughs> like I would be struggling so hard, so hard, but yeah, no, I think that's a great, like, that's great insight and great advice. Like it's okay to not be good at something. Like that's how you get better at it. And I'm sure like, well, you just said that it was your worst, but I bet your marathon <laughs> overall is improving. I'm sure you're running yeah. overall is improving. Wow. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And some things can be fun even when you're bad at them, because also marathons, it's not a competitive thing unless you're trying to make it competitive and like you really like you want to get your best time or you want to finish top. And that's great. But there's still people who are out there that are like in their 60s, 70s. They're not going to win the whole race, but they're doing it for the fun of it or because that's something they want to challenge themselves in. It's definitely a sport that you can make whatever you want out of it. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. That's also like a good like in for people too. It's like find something if you don't want it to be competitive, like it doesn't have to be competitive. Like you can just go and enjoy it. And like, I don't know, I feel like there's soccer leagues or running clubs or whatever you want to get into where it's like, actually we drink more than we actually play the sport, but it's like, at least you're out with community and yeah. playing and yeah. Oh, you know what else is like that? Rock climbing. I recently started getting into rock climbing right. and everybody is right now too. A lot of people. I I feel like everyone turned 30 and we were like, we need to figure out something else to do now. What's like a fun new activity we can pick up? Yes, I think so. I know. I always see people posting online. I'm like, what is everyone? Everyone started rock climbing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's also something that I'm like not great at or good at at all. Kind of bad, actually. Yeah. And it's fun because like every time I go, I can do like a little bit more than I could last time. Mm. I'm I'm currently at level two. So. Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> yes. And like even noticing that and taking the time to realize like, oh, I'm just like, you know, 1% better than I was, 2%, whatever. And it all like adds up over time. Yeah, especially because um, if you go a little bit more consistently, they'll still have the same wall design set up. Mm. And then that way, there's been times where I've gone, couldn't do what one of the climbs one week and then the next week I came back to it and I was like I'm at the top now yeah no that's awesome that's super like cool and that's like a nice way to be able to track like oh look at my progress look at me go <laughs> 
Nice. Oh my gosh. Yay. Well, awesome. And um, we will start to wrap it up because I know you got to get off of here real quick. <laughs> um, do you have any like last thoughts, anything that you want the people to like know about you or about anything? I think, well, the most important thing is you don't have to be the best, just your best. And your best looks different every day. Just be the best of that day. Love it. Sometimes it's like you can run. Sometimes you can run 15 miles. Sometimes you can walk around the block. Sometimes you got to stay in bed and watch TV all day. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Yay. Cool. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for your time and for sharing a little bit of your story and your journey. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're in your two months out. Is that what you said? August? Or yeah. Two months out. So yeah. Good luck to you. And I'm sure. People thank will be you. For you. <laughs> Yay. Sweet. Okay. Thank you everybody for tuning in again to what moves us and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the What Moves Us podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe for more, and check out my website at reinamovement.com. R-E-I-N-A movement.com. Thank you.